Welcome to Creating a Buzz About Health podcast with Paula Carnell. Have you ever been stung by a bee? If you have, you'll know that it's quite painful. And um, some of us can have really nasty reactions and some people hardly notice it at all. And there's lots of information about why bees might sting. And I love the Roman um, story about why the bees sting. So apparently a honeybee went to the gods, went to Jupiter and said um, and gave him a pot of honey. And Jupiter ate the honey and really loved it and said, oh, can I have another pot? And the bee went, "Mm, well, I've got a bit of a problem. I came to talk to you about that. The problem is that everybody loves our honey and they're all taking our honey and there isn't enough to feed our babies. And I just wondered if you could help us. What can we do? And Jupiter was a little bit stuck because he really wanted more honey and he didn't quite know. He didn't want the bees to stop sharing the honey, but he didn't really know how to solve the problem. But Juno, Jupiter's wife, was in the background and she overheard the conversation. And so she came forward and she said, I've got an idea. It's really good that you share your honey, bee, because your honey is medicine and we all love your honey. But we also know that you need the honey to feed your babies. So what we'll do is we'll give you a sting so that if somebody takes your honey and they've taken too much, you will give them a sting. And the sting will remind them that they must keep away and must leave honey for you. But in exchange for the sting, you will lose your life when you sting. So it means that you need to be mindful and happy to share your honey some of the time. So I love this. And as a beekeeper, I'm always asked, oh, how often do you get stung? And the first eight years, I was able to say, well, in eight years, I've been stung four times. So I was really quite happy with that. And now, year 13, I would say an average of one to four stings a year. And apparently that's a healthy amount of stings to have. If you have one to four stings a year, then your immune system is less likely to overreact and you become allergic to bee stings. So um, anaphylaxis is obviously a very serious condition when your body overreacts to having being stung by a bee. So you're more likely to get that if you get stung an awful lot or you don't get stung enough. So one to three times is great. However, I did have one occasion in 2018 where I got stung an awful lot more. I received 16 stings in one go. And it was a really interesting incident. It was a very painful incident, but I learned an awful lot from it. And I'm going to share what happened with you now. So I had been hanging up bait hives um, across the newt. Um, one of our clients and I have my B team and my B team then was Linda and Joe and Joe was 80 and he'd just got remarried. So him and his wife had both been widowed and they got together and they got married um, about two weeks before this incident. So, um, oh, actually, no, it was probably about two months before the incident. So they'd got married in May and this was actually a July incident. So we'd hung bait hives around the estate and we'd been really successful with swarms moving into these bait hives. And I was using quite big bait hives. So they're golden hives, which um, it's a half a golden hive. So it's an eight frame, big, deep frame hive. So they're very, very heavy. And we'd hang them quite high up in the trees. So we had help from Dean, who was one of the woodsmen at the newt, 
um, and his cherry picker. So Dean and I, in July, the hives were full and they were overflowing. So it was time to take down these bait hives, take them to an out apiary where we put them into bigger hives. And then after a few weeks, we bring them back to the new. So that was the plan. So the first hive, Cuppa, we went up in the cherry picker. Now, where we had checked the hive, we'd had to remove the base um, a week before just to see what was happening. And where we had unscrewed it and put it back together again, and bear in mind, you're sort of at the top of a ladder and you're trying to push something up against a whole load of bees and honeycomb. So it wasn't an easy job. And because of all the bees and the honeycomb and the honey and the humidity of all these bees in the box, the wood of the base of this hive had gone a bit soft. So when Dean and I were lifting this hive off the tree, we balanced it on the edge of the cherry picker and started to come down. And as we started to lower, there were just bees everywhere. Dean and I were in bee suits. The bee team would blow us in bee suits. And the bee team looking up could see what had happened was the base of the hive had just come away, just sort of collapsed. And so bees were just pouring out the bottom. Now, as we came down and we were told this was happening, I shouted down. I said, well, pull out a sheet and we'll treat it like a swarm. So we'll just put the hive on top of a sheet. We'll leave all the bees to go back into the hive and then we'll wrap it up in the sheet a bit later on and then carry them off. Now, Joe at 80 is one of my mentors um, and I really admire his beekeeping. And when we we do plans, we talk together and we all you know, like to discuss what are we going to do with the bees and what's the best way to do it. And Joe has got 45 years experience, so he does know what he's doing. Um, however, he hadn't used these hives before. And I was in awe of him and also hadn't quite settled into my role of being a boss, I suppose. So as we load them onto the sheet, I was thinking, yep, yeah, we'll just wrap them up with the sheet in an hour or two when all the bees have gone back into the hive. Now, Joe said, mm, I think we should put the base back on. And I was like, mm, I really don't want to do that. And I don't see why, because we're going to wrap them in the sheet. We'll put them in the van. We'll carry them off to the out apiary and we'll just lift the frames out and put them into the new hive. But I didn't really have a good, a good enough reason to disagree. So I said, well, let's think about it. We'll go and remove the other hives. So we collected the other hives from the trees and we didn't have any problems. We we were ready. We made sure the bases were really secure and tight before we lowered them. So we'd got all the other bees in the van and then we came back to Cuppa and the bees had gone into the hives. They were quiet. So we were ready to sort of wrap them up and go. And Joe was still very keen to put the base back on. Um, it would have made it neat and it would have given them a solid floor when we transported them. So, there, you know, there was a good reason. My intuition was saying, don't mess about anymore. Just wrap them up and go. But in those days, I wasn't confident enough to say my intuition says and I'm the boss and this is what we're going to do. So I said, OK, Joe, we'll put the bottom on. But I really didn't want to do it. And because I thought it might be risky, I had Joe standing behind the hive, lifting the hive because it was quite heavy. We do have handles on those hives, so that helps. And then I crouched down and put back the base. As he lifted the hive and as I positioned the base, of course, neither of us had thought how on earth we were going to screw the base back on because that, that was not going to be easy. Anyway, as I put the base back on, the bees streamed out 
And it was a very hot July day. And in those days, because none of us were being stung very often, we weren't doing a lot of intrusive work. And um, so what we had was just shorts and vests underneath our bee suits. Interestingly, I was the only one that got stung, but I got 16 stings through my bee suit. And what had happened was all the bees went to the backs of my legs, which is interesting because I was crouched down. But as I stood up, they went down the backs of my legs. They crawled down my legs into my Wellington boots and they were crawling around my feet where I had no socks on. I had bare feet because it was so hot. And I could feel the bees crawling around my feet. And I knew that if I was to pull the boots off, I would crush the bees. As you know, as you pull off wellies, your your feet touch it all part of the welly. So I was pulling. I was thinking I can't do that. And I had to get away. I just had to walk away. So I walked away and I had to walk quite a distance before the bees stopped pinging me, you know, before they stopped sort of going. And I could feel the stings on the backs of my legs through the bee suit. And what happened was I had to walk a big, long route round. I couldn't go anywhere near that colony. They just wouldn't let me near. So my team had to wrap it up in the sheet, put it in the van, drive the van um, to the car park. And then I met them in the car park. And then we went to the out apiary. The bees wouldn't even let me out the van. You know, they they knew where I was. They were pinging me on the window. Now, what I find with bee stings is it hurts straight away. So it feels like a, somebody's just stabbed you with a, a pin or a needle. And then I'm okay. I don't feel anything until about three o'clock the following morning when, boy, do they itch and I really want to scratch them. So I knew that I'd be okay for a time. And I had the 18. I drink nettle tea. I take minerals when I'm stung, made sure I drank a lot. And I actually have the homeopathic remedy Apismel. So I took all that to sort of minimize any kind of reaction. And then that afternoon, my son was visiting and we decided to go down to Dorset and we walked. We walked from Ringstead Bay to Lulworth Cove. And as we were walking, I could feel my legs getting hotter and getting bigger. And going into the sea was so soothing. So actually swimming in the sea. And then I just stood in the sea with my feet and my legs in there. And that was when I could count how many stings. So I had... I think nine on one leg and seven on the other. And they were all around my ankles and on the backs of my calves. Now, it just so happened the next day, I was going down for my herbal medicine summer school down in Devon. And I was really intrigued into this whole reaction of bee stings. Almost all other beekeepers I know, they take antihistamines um, and some people have um, an EpiPen. And I'm Because I lead such a natural life and I don't take any chemical medicines, I did not want to take antihistamines. And I was thinking about it and thinking, well, what is an antihistamine? What is histamine? What was amazing was on my herbal medicine course, we actually had a lecture about how the body uses histamine and how it breaks things down. So when you get stung, you've got venom going straight into your body. And what your body does is it sends histamine to break down the venom. Now, because you've got all this action, that creates heat. So movement creates energy, which creates heat. So that's why you get the heat and you get the swelling because your body also produces more liquid to allow all this action to go on. So if you don't have an antihistamine, you will swell up, it will get hot as your body breaks down the venom. Now, bear in mind, there's always a risk of anaphylaxis. So you really must be mindful if you start experimenting with bee stings. 
I was very confident and I was taking control. And because I was spending the weekend with a whole load of qualified medical herbalists, as well as my fellow students, I felt quite happy. And um, the summer school, we're actually in yurts and we're in one of our tutors um, small holding. So we are mainly outside. So it was great. So I actually sat in a yurt with my feet in a trug full of cold water because my legs were so hot. And it was fascinating understanding about histamine. So I thought, well, I'll just let my body do what it needs to do. And boy, did it take some self-control to not scratch. It was so difficult not to scratch. But I'd use aloe vera. I have aloe vera plants. So I'd taken a plant with me so that I could use the fresh aloe vera on my stings and just keep my legs cool. It feels like your skin is going to burst. You feel like you almost want to slice it with a knife and let all the fluid out. But I held off and I didn't. Now, at the same time, I was also interested in the meridians and also apitherapy, where bee stings are used to heal people. I don't think they would use 16 stings in one go, but for thousands of years um, in apitherapy all around the world, people have used bee venom to actually heal. And they would put, I mean, the Chinese used to use them before needles in acupuncture. So there's a lot of research about bee venom healing people. And I was really intrigued to how does that relate to when you just get stung? So I'd been looking at the meridians of the body and I'd also been looking at Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life, where she has this brilliant chart where she associates different conditions with different parts of the body. So you can either look up the condition or look up the part of the body and see what it's to do with. What blew my mind was when I looked at the backs of the calves and the ankles, it was all to do with having self-confidence and speaking your truth. So actually saying what you believe, having faith in your intuition. And that reminded me of how I'd got the stings. I hadn't listened to my intuition, which could well have been the bees trying to tell me something. And I had not had the confidence to stand up for what I believed in. So this was a huge lesson for me. Maybe if Joe was on his own, the bees would have been happy for him to put a base on. But the bees wanted to teach me a lesson. And boy, did I get that lesson. So I learned about histamine. I also learned about um, the meridians. And from that time on, we've all as a team, whenever we get stung, we find it so intriguing to see where we get stung and what that is related to that's going on in our lives. So a couple of years after that, I started to get really stiff fingers. So, you know, onset arthritis and that can be quite painful. So you wake up in the morning and your fingers are stiff and it's, you know, it's, it's not nice. And it's this horrible, dull ache. So I was considering this, but I certainly didn't want to go into any kind of um, chemical medicine. But that season, that B season, what I found was I got four stings, but every single sting was around this hand where I had the stiff fingers. And what was also interesting is I was even by a hive wearing shorts. So with bare legs, I had a suit on and gloves. The bees didn't sting me where my skin was exposed. They actually climbed down the gauntlet of my glove, up my sleeve, then into the inner glove because I was actually wearing um, a, a sort of neoprene glove underneath. And they stung me in the palm of my hand. So the bees were searching to get to the point they wanted to get to. Now, I have recently recorded an interview with 
the world expert in apitherapy. He's the leader of the Apitherapy Society or the head of the Apitherapy Society in the world, um, Dr. Stefan. And so he will be talking in more detail about bee stings. But I thought before you listen to him, it would be good for you to hear my story of big stings. So if you've been stung by bees and if you've got any interesting stories or if you've done some research, whether it's official or not, um, or just some insight into where you've been stung and why you think you were stung there, I'd love to hear it. So share, send me an email, um, you know, comment on my social media and let me know what you have found with bees. If you think this will help somebody, um, please share it. Please subscribe as well, because I'd love you to get up to date with all the episodes and not miss some nuggets when they come out and when I share them. So thank you very much. And until next time, carry on creating a buzz about health. This podcast has been produced and edited by the wonderful B. Brook. And the music was created especially for me by Raya. Thank you very much. You have to become yourself. Join us Open next time on heart. Creating a Buzz Open About Health heart. podcast with Paula Carnell. Buzz you later.